Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Episode 52 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I am your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, Minions. And uh, it's been a long week, so we have a lot to cover, and we have so short of time to do it. So, without further ado, Tim, tell us what you've been up to this week, buddy. You're channeling Yoda there for a second. Oh, short time, we have many things short to time. cover. Um... <laughs> So I got. I felt short and green all of a sudden there for a little bit too. I don't know what the hell was going on, but weird. Yeah. You start growing wrinkles right more. So um, yeah. one of the highlights of my week was seeing Sharknado three in the theater. Um, it's actually on Sci-Fi Network, but the local theater was streaming it. And uh, which theater was this? The Kiggins. Tell me it was Kiggins. Yep. Okay, so good. there was beer, and I got to see Shark. Wait, Kiggins has beer now? Oh hell yeah! Oh what the fuck? Um, and the, the um subtitle. And they're haunted. Yep, there's all kinds of awesome. And the subtitle for Sharknado 3 is, Oh, hell no. <laughs> and it was awesome. There was flying sharks in less than five minutes into the movie. And it was just oh, over God. the top and ridiculous. There was a giant wall of sharks headed toward the eastern seaboard. And the only way they could figure out to uh, counteract it was going to space. That's right. There were sharks in space. Oh my god! Doesn't that isn't that one of like the George R. R. Martin from Game of Thrones? Yeah, he got killed in it. It was awesome. He's watching a movie or something, and sharks come flying out out of the like from the movie screen and just totally eat him. It was epic. Oh my god! Gets him back for all those people he's killed off. Nice. Yeah, there was all sorts of cameos, and like most of the cameos were just people like you would recognize, and then they die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's oh oh that kind of hurt. Oh, they couldn't afford him for very long, like, so they killed him as quick as possible. Right, anytime there's any sort of, like, emotional scene, like two people kissing or something, <laughs> you know they're going to get eaten by flying sharks. Oh, my God. It's the best thing for movies ever. Um, so, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Shark Nano 3, grab a, grab a tasty treat and turn off your brain and enjoy that if you uh, nice. have time. Um, then I started my new working-at-home thing. Um, it was really frustrating today because all my technology revolted on me at the same time my home network my printer and um my surface 3 suddenly decided it's windows wasn't authenticated even though it is and i wasted four hours just dealing with stupid stuff instead of doing what i need to get done so i am ready for tonight's tasty treat let me just tell you that nice so screw technology um technology is the best thing ever when it's working and it's the worst when it's not um so I was just talking to you about this, but I was at McDonald's with my boy. I got a coffee, and he got this little uh, Happy Meal, whatever. And yeah. they're giving out uh, Minion toys. Yeah. And I had I 
heard about this one online, so I asked for this specific minion. Um, tell me what you're here. I'll be damned. What what the fuck? Yep. Little minions cursing. I heard a... Uh, 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 There's like, there for a it's a, too, it's a but... caveman, so that's like a banging stick, I think. Okay. So he says like three things, I think. And one of them sounds like, I'll be damned. The other one sounds like, what the fuck? So... I'll be... That's the stick. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah. That's why I look... Did, did your boy... Like, did you let your son listen to it? And he's like, Dad, what the hell? <laughs> My daughter totally caught on to it. He didn't. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So, yeah. Little Minion's got a potty mouth. Um, and then today, of course... To- Welcome, Minions. Whoop. I'll be damned. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> right? Should work that in somehow. Yeah. And then today was Adventure Time Tuesday, but like I said, I was busy with the printer stupidness, so I made it a short one. Uh, my daughter's also off to camp, so it's just me and the boy. Wait! I'm getting to it. So today was Adventure Time Tuesday. Adventure Time. Come on, grab your friends. We'll go to very distant lands. We'll take the dog and then the new and the book will never end. So I think last week I told you that we went to Dave and Buster's and played the arcade version of uh, yeah. Mario Kart, which is totally different than the home version. Um, but that got me thinking that today we should do. Uh, Mario, like a cart-themed uh, Adventure Time Tuesday. So uh, we went to this um, tiny little go-kart racing place near our house that's just basically an empty lot with tires, like, forming a racetrack. But they have pretty good little go-karts. And yeah. uh, I strapped my son in because he's too little to drive himself. And we went on the – they give you, like, 20 minutes. It's a really long time on the track. Really? Yeah. Um, How much is that? It, for a two-seater, it was 20 bucks. But Damn. it felt like forever that we were on the track, though. So it was, it was about worth it. And uh, so we zoomed around the track, and he loved that. He's like, yeah, going on the corners really fast, squealing the tires. And then we went home and played um, um, actual Mario Kart on the Wii U. So that was pretty awesome. Nice. Guys version. Guys only. Adventure Time Tuesday. Father of the Year Award right here, good people. Yep. So that's what kind of my highlights of the week. What about you? What have you been doing? Um... Well, I started off, uh, I haven't had any video gaming in like four podcasts now, roughly, like real video gaming, so I'm pleased to announce that the gaming segment will be full of gaming talk, um, so that's what I mainly did, um, and then this work week's just been insane. For some reason, like, where I work, we have three companies, um, and summertime's usually like our like stock buildup time, like... When it starts to get kind of warm back east is like when our business slows down and we can like start stockpiling for the rest of the year. But this summer is just kicking our butt. And uh, so much so that like today I went in, I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was to work by 3.45 a.m. And I worked a 14-hour day to like try and stockpile stuff. That's nuts. That, that when I got done doing it, like I went downstairs and like it was all sold. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Do it all over again. I was like, uh, that, what the hell? Okay. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was like that little minion. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, that one. So The only bad thing uh, is I can't make him say the right one. He's random. Um, so you had to get up at 3.45 in the morning, work 14 hours, and then you had... Uh, no, no, I, I, I woke up at 3 and got to work at oh, 3.45. Okay, okay. Jeez. Yeah. And I'm here. 
So I'm pretty positive that like we don't endorse drugs or anything, mm-hmm. but the only way that I could be here is like by cocaine or something. I'm just saying. Hmm. Like I, I don't know how so, the hell I'm still functioning. Blue crystals. Blue crystals. I uh, you know the Heisenberg. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I don't really know how I'm here, but I'm here. I, I'm we're, so if I like, if you just like hear me, <laughs> hear like a, and then it's just me yeah. talking and, and my mate yeah. saying, "What the fuck?" <laughs> no, no, Zach uh, just uh, finally succumbed to the sweet, sweet sleep. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's what I've been up to this week. Um, we're getting ready to actually. We leave Thursday right after work to go up to my father-in-law's, which is a five-hour drive. So I'm hoping to get off work early, but. With how awesome, crazy busy we've been, which I'm not complaining about how busy we are. It's just we're really understaffed um, for what we normally need. Um, so it's just a lot of work. Yeah, this falls and, under like, the category of good problems. Like it's yeah, it's a good problem to have, but it's also it's kind of a hard one because you don't know if it's going to continue. And if it continues, then you hire somebody. But if it doesn't continue and you hire somebody, then you got to lay that person off and. Yeah, so it's tough call right now. We're trying to figure out what we need to do. And uh, so with that, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get off early. But yeah, we're going to head up to my father, father-in-law's on Thursday and then spend the weekend and come back on Sunday. Um, and he lives about five hours away. So should be a good weekend. Uh, we're trying to get you know fun stuff done uh, this summer while we can. Definitely. And... Uh, so we have this weekend, then I have a weekend off, and then we go for our rafting, our yearly rafting trip the following weekend, and then I think we have a weekend off, and then it's PAX Prime, baby! Oh, yeah. I've got, so, I've got two interviews lined up already. Do you really? Do. Did you Did you take the, the two uh, platformers that emailed us? Um, One's a platformer, one's a uh, dual-stick shooter. You're talking about the, the one that starts with A? Yep. Oh, me too! Oh, that's funny. What time did your appointment? Uh, I might just tack on the years, actually. I'm, uh, I haven't I'm noon on Monday have... if you want to. Okay, I'll, uh... I will probably just email them and let them know that I will be accompanying you there because there's no point in taking up two slots and they can just set off the side uh, two de- tech demos for us. Right. Well, they'll, so be, doing, they'll be... be doing all day, but yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because I was going to do it um, and they asked what time... And I just haven't got back to him yet. Yeah, so. I just haven't responded to the first one. That didn't quite seem up my alley. Yeah, I, I wasn't my, my alley either, so I decided to pass. So, but but it's exciting getting those letters in, that, in the in the box. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty exciting. Also, in, earlier on this week, to message me, hey, did you get this email? I was like, yes, I did. Apparently, they sent out our email addresses. Congratulations, Tim, and welcome to the world of getting three or six of these a day now. Right. So. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I'm really pumped for it. So it should be good. Um, that's kind of behind the scenes of what's going on here. Um, that's kind of a, kind of a, uh, backstage pass, if you will. Um, so yeah, that's what we've been up to this week. Um, and you know, Saturday night, before we jump into our gaming, actually, I think it was either Friday or Saturday night, I was hanging out with somebody that listened to the podcast and we were playing a game that we're going to get to talking about here in a little bit. Um, and they were kind of asking, you know, uh, where you and I kind of got our gaming roots from. So I thought we'd do a little segment, not only like, not really like going into detail, because I think that would take a little bit too long for today's podcast. Okay. But like, what is like your 
like when you think back on your childhood, what is the game that sticks out to you? Oh, that's that's and, like, easy. Kind of shaped. That is absolutely easy. Like that you had the most fun with. Maybe it's not like the best game of your childhood, but like the game that like you th- sit back on. And you're like, oh, this is like a good time. Okay. Um, well, it's what got me into gaming. It's the the original Legend of Zelda for NES. Okay. I you know played games in the arcade, um, Asteroids or whatever was out at the time. I can't really remember what was out back then. We're, chomp Chomp Pac Man. Sure, we're talking way back in the eighties because I'm old. Um, ping pong, ping not pong. That old. <laughs> um, but anyway, one day, like my dad would like get rid of us kids by dropping us off at the mall, literally. And then, like, come back four hours later just so he wouldn't have to deal with us. Nice. <laughs> so we'd wander around. And call- this sounds like a good dad, actually. Yeah, this is, this is why I don't talk to my father anymore. Um, so we would get dropped off at the mall and find things to do. And for whatever reason, I was wandering in Sears, and there was a kiosk with a little TV and a Nintendo Entertainment System and a controller. And this is back before they had timers or whatever. So you, nice. You could just basically, Where you could just sit there and play there forever. Yeah, there's like, like a pla- finish the game. There was a plastic play. shell over the NES, so you couldn't change the cartridge or anything. You couldn't turn it off. Um, you could push the reset button, I think, or something. Yeah, um, I remember those. So yeah, like there was no one else there. Legend of Zelda. I'm like, it was nothing like I'd ever seen before. Because like in the arcades, it's all like action games. Like you're shooting this, maybe you're jumping over this. You're doing like one thing over and over. This is like okay, you're wandering around. All right, those things just killed me. Oh, if I go in this cave, I get a sword. There was exploration. There was like, um, I don't know. It was, it was like, like it was the first open world game. It really was. Um, so it, was. it blew my mind. It totally got me excited about video games. I wasn't really, a, I wouldn't consider myself a gamer before that. Um, and that, the other part of my dad that was irritating was he was a religious freak. So we didn't have a TV in the house. Uh, so this game was what I campaigned for literally four months to get a TV into the house so I could have a Nintendo Entertainment System and The Legend of Zelda. And he took the antenna off the TV so we couldn't see any bad TV. But we just had a TV for our Nintendo Entertainment System, and I played Legend of Zelda and beat it and beat the second, you know, the when it restarts. And yeah. it was awesome. And that was my first game. That's what brought me into games. I still love exploring-type games. Um, so, yeah, that was my nice. formative gaming experience so uh this listener already knows that we kind of went into it mine's actually the legend of zelda ocarina of time um was my first one it was just amazing graphics and uh mind-blowing concepts of this like you could like roll in a field and you could cut the grass and if you hit a tree a ruby would fall out of it every once in a while and just some crazy stuff that never really seen been seen before in a video game um and then he kind of raised the question so you kind of got like you you kind of got a bad mouth. Um, has it ha, have you always had that? And like I kind of thought back on it, and it made me think of a game. So before this podcast, I made a special little clip of this video game. Oh, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and roll that. All right. It's rock. 
half man, half animal, all dead. Call me now for your free whipping. Yeah, piece of cake. I could do this all day. I'm not gonna fight you. I'm gonna kick your ass. Who wants some? I ought to break a broom handle off in your ass. It's skier stripping time. Sometimes I even amaze myself. So, who wants to dance? I am the king of the world, baby. I'm an equal opportunity ass kicker. My gun's bigger than yours. Now you see me? Now you're dead. It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. Now this is a force to be reckoned with. Hail to the king, baby. Damn, I'm good. I'm gonna get medieval on your asses. You invincible headshot scripted cheater. Son of a bitch. Damn. Damn it. What a pussy. Shit happens. Holy cow. Holy shit. Hey, bug eyes. Sewer scum. yippee ki motherfucker. It's my way or... Hell, it's my way. So many babes. So little time. Don't worry, girls. There's plenty of Duke to go around. I love the smell of bird crap in the morning. Uh, I love the smell of sewers in the morning. Death before disco. Damn, I hate disco. Life is like a box of ammo. I always said if there's a way to go, it would have something to do with women, whips, and oil. The work environment sucks, but I bet the benefits are nice. I go where I please. And I please where I go. I like big guns, and I cannot lie. Babes, bullets, bombs. Damn, I love this job. What are you waiting for? Christmas? explains it um that's duke nukem for you that haven't caught on to that uh that didn't get to have that in your childhood uh i was younger than 10 years old when that game came out and my cousin had it and those are all swear to god quotes that were on a nintendo game believe it or not that was a nintendo licensed video game yep that was for the nintendo 64 and we used to play the shit out of that game and uh so i grew up playing that over and over and over. and there were some better like quotes in there. Um, there was a lot of like stripper and prostitute quotes and stuff because if you ever played the game, you always knew that there was a secret room inside of every level where there was girls dancing naked on a pole somewhere. And uh, the whole entire point of the game was to save all the babes I, from I the ha- alien scum. I have that room in my house. Really? No, I, I, I wish. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to come to your house part now just to make sure. So, anyways. Uh, um, so that game right there probably was the first game I actually, like, there was, like, you know, James Bond had, like, some risky sort of stuff in it. Um, The Legend of Zelda obviously does not have... I don't know, that fairy. There's some innuendos in there, um, but there's nothing vocal. No. There's some uh, there's some innuendo images and stuff that leads you to believe that some of them might be uh, porn stars, uh, like the great fairies. Um, but Duke Nukem was like the Nintendo game that like pushed every single boundary until Conker's Bad Fur Day came along, and I was probably in my teenage years when that came along. So uh, yeah, 
So I thought I'd throw that together. I went online and found the theme song for it and threw that all together in our podcast editing uh, software and printed out real quick. So that's kind of where I come from and kind of what shaped my personality, I guess. I probably spent too many hours in Duke Nukem, I guess. I'm (laughs) not really sure. So, uh, Hail to the king, baby. Exactly. Eat shit and die. So, uh, we've been playing some video games. I'm super excited, but uh, it, do you have the more proud moment this I week had a, a really good moment. So, I didn't get to game very much. Um, actually, I think you should go first because it will make more sense. Okay, I will go first. Um, so, thank you very much. I just got to give this uh, shout out to the developer of Rocket League. Uh they contacted us a while ago, and all they had was PS4 codes. Obviously, it was the game, uh, PlayStation Plus game of the month, this month for PlayStation 4, which didn't help Tim any, but I'm not really sure if PlayStation Plus games go away after the month, do they? No, as long as you keep your membership up. Okay, well, even if you, Tim doesn't keep his membership up, he has a code for Rocket League now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and I told them that I was on PC and they hooked me up with a code for PC and a giveaway or two giveaway codes. Sweet. Um, so we gave those away to some of the people on our Friday night game night. Uh, thank you very much to rocket league. This is an amazing game before I get into it. Um, now rocket league, if you guys haven't heard of it, which apparently you're hiding underneath the rock because it's one of the most talked about games out there right now. Uh, is a sock car game. That's it. It's it's a, it's a sock car game. It's soccer with a car. Uh, see, that, that joke doesn't work if you call it football. Exactly. Yeah, see? It's a foot car car game. <laughs> it doesn't I don't even know sense. what you're saying right now. Exactly. So it's a sock car game. And uh, it has uh, crazy physics. Um, so the cars can boost once to go up in the air and then you can jump or you can jump once and then boost again to get up higher. The ball goes bouncing all over the field. Um, and then when you hit a goal, when you make a goal, it explodes and shoot sends everybody shooting across the field. Um, now I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but I suck at FIFA. Mm. I am fucking God awful, terrible at FIFA. And, uh, I came into this game thinking, Oh my God, what did I get myself into? I'm going to suck at this game. On the contrary, I dominate on this game somehow. I don't know why, but I can do some crazy-ass aerial moves. I can set up any shot, and I'm an amazing striker. Now, we figured this out, and if you go to the Button Smashers podcast and listen to their episode that just got released on Tuesday, Q talks about it himself, so you know I'm not full of shit. And uh, we all got together Friday night game night. I gave Q the code. He downloaded installed it. I gave it away to some one of our... Uh, Website fans and listeners of the podcast who didn't have the game but just showed up just to be part of the environment. Um, I greatly, uh, I mean, I graciously gave him the game and said, here, come and join us. And uh, he's always been there to play other games with us and stuff. Um, His name's Caden. So we got down to gaming and there was uh, five of us. You can play 2v2. Uh, 3v3, 4v4. So we did the 3v3, and what they do is they fill in the other team with a bot. Mm. Um, and so we, me and Q started off on a team, and we had the bot against three of the community members, and we just 
ripped them apart. Just I think me and Q played like ten matches, and it was like seven to two, seven to one, seven to zero. I mean, it was just we were just shredding them. And uh, so Q Q doesn't like to have it so easy. I was finding it fucking hilarious, but he wanted to make it difficult, so he joined the other team. And I got uh, Kate. Uh, was it Caden who joined my team? I'm not sure if it was Caden or. It was either Caden or Isaiah. I don't think my. I think Michael stayed on the other team. Anyways, uh, I think it was Isaiah joined my team. Um, he joined my uh, team, which Isaiah listened to the podcast as well. And uh, so it was me, Isaiah, and a computer. And not saying Isaiah is bad, he's pretty dang good, but. He just wasn't scoring like Q was scoring at that time. Um, but I've seen him. He's been training up all the all weekend and during the week. I've, every time I get on, he's playing freaking Rocket League. So uh, he's going to be damn good. But uh, we just... Isaiah. Cool. And uh, we just started tearing the other team apart, me and Isaiah. I mean, shit. I think at one point I had like five goals or something, and the other team had like two. And it was my five to their two. Nice. Um, so... This game is like I for some reason like Q even said it himself. He's like, like, dude, dude, you need to play FIFA. Like, <laughs> I have to be able to beat you. And uh, <laughs> if you if you put the time in the FIFA, you'll be good too. Like, this is the same as FIFA. I don't just think it is a though. different it's, physics. It's not. It's, it's totally not at crazy all. physics. It's five minute games. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of the same game, but it's the rules are completely different. The rules are completely different. And I think the physics just work in my, in my favor. I was really good at uh, Unreal Tournament 2004. Yeah. And th- this has similar physics to it. I mean, you can float. The ball floats. The timing, everything. I think the game I is think, Unreal Engine 4, isn't it? It might be. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it is an Unreal game. I'm not sure which version. So, yeah. it's uh, This game is amazing. I'm surprisingly wicked good at it Sweet. by everybody else's uh thing i'm not even tooting my own horn i have a trail of money now which means i scored i don't know i scored nine goals uh i I didn't i was playing by myself after they left one night and it was me two other random people online versus three other random people um and i scored nine goals and when i got out of it it was nine to like two or something like that and i scored all nine of them and when i got out of it i got i don't know what how many goals you have to make to get this or like if it's just like you have to make a certain amount of goals uh throughout your career or if it's like a certain amount of goals in a game i'm not really sure but i have a trail of money now every time i boost there's money nice. so like uh whenever q was against me i just boost in front of him and like his vision would be gone and he'd be like god who the hell has the money i'm like that's i'm me. making it rain <laughs> I'm, I'm like and go so i got like this really sweet move even if they set you on the sides to where like as long as nobody else beats me to the ball, I'll always score. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Q's now, he's got this thing where he backs into the goal and like tries to block it just in case like, I get to the ball right. first. So, yeah, he's uh, he's starting to catch on to what I'm doing. But uh, I've been practicing uh, on breaks at work. So uh, cool. I got some new moves going on. Um, so I've been playing that, a ton of that. Um, I probably clocked in 25 hours, maybe Holy 20 hours crap. this weekend on that. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, maybe, nah, maybe like 15, probably. So, listeners, you know this game is good if it's knocked off uh, NBA 2K15. <laughs> I haven't even touched NBA 2K15. This leads me to my next thing. Tim, what do you think an MMO is? A uh, massive multiplayer online game? 
What does that mean to you? Like, what type of gameplay does that mean to you? Uh, usually you think of, like, World of Warcraft games is what you think of. So you think of, like, partying up yeah, going and, on raids. like, raiding mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So there's this game that I picked up on Green Man Gaming for, like, 90% off. Okay. Or pretty dang close to 90% off. It was, like, 80, I think, 86% or something. And it's an MMO. Hmm. And I bashed the shit out of it when I when it originally came out. I alpha and beta tested the game and swore I was never going to play it again. Hmm. And I've been slowly watching things here and there on it. And now it's a free-to-play after you purchase it. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, it's, but it's not free, then. It's a, it's a $60 game. Right. But then there's no monthly subscription. Okay. So that's where it differs from mainstream MMOs. Wait, wait. We're not talking just, about elders. Just hold on. Yeah, maybe. Oh, and so the dark I, side. I started thinking. Oh, no, just hold on. I try. Okay. So now what if an MMO broke the mold and it wasn't raiding or partying anymore, but it was about the story and you chose the quest you wanted to do mm-hmm. and you chose where you wanted to go and you chose how you wanted the quest to end. By depending on if you wanted to save somebody, or if you wanted to kill somebody, or if you wanted to help the person, or not help the person, or free the person, or not free the person. What would that game be? Is it still an MMO at that point? Because when we think of MMO, we think of World of Warcraft. And you need to raid, and you need to do dungeons and stuff to make the storyline. Right. But what if an MMO didn't have to have that what if the storyline was a single player campaign and all the rest of the stuff was built up around it so i guess why are the other people there (laughs) why can't i just play my single player campaign because you have the option you can't just do a single player campaign but you have the option to interact if you choose to and you have the option to raid if you want to Hmm. but it doesn't add anything extra to the storyline hmm That's where we're going with this next trailer. Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited, is an expansive world with never-ending adventures. Sounds like Duke Nukem. And unparalleled social experiences. This is your legend, (laughs) and you have the freedom to forge your own saga. It's time to kick ass and chew bubblegum. You take on the role of the vestige, a lowly murdered prisoner. Given a second chance at life, a great destiny surely lies ahead of you. But where that journey goes is entirely yours to decide. Your first choice is the identity of your character. The ten races of Tamriel are divided into three powerful alliances interlocked in a civil war. Choose your faction carefully as it determines your allies and your hated enemies. You have the option of four unique class specializations. Regardless of your class, you will be able to wield any weapon or wear any armor in the game. You can also upgrade those weapons and armor, as well as your abilities. While your journey begins in shackles, only you can define your ultimate legacy. Adventure across all of Tamriel's ten provinces. There are hundreds of quests you can undertake. 
either on your own or with a group of allies. You can voyage off in any direction, exploring danger and intrigue in all four corners of the vast open world. Or join momentous battles that will echo through history. You can experience the thrills of living as an outlaw, and there are opportunities to improve your equipment through robust crafting mechanics. And just when you think you've conquered everything there is to master, there are still new surprises in store. The champion system activates when you reach level 50. Whatever you're doing, you're always progressing. The Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited is a world of epic adventure. How will you create your legend? Hmm. So, I kind of am really enjoying this storyline. The storyline's really good. Hmm. So, I'm impressed. Now, the thing with uh, RPGs like Skyrim and Oblivion is that uh, they have a decent amount of crafting and herbalization and customization and stuff, but they never have the vast majority of a World of Warcraft or an Elder Scrolls Online um, because it's a disc-based downloadable game and it would take way too much to add all these millions of different types of recipes and schematics and things into it. Um, and, you know, with a MMO, they can add these things as they go. Uh, so, taking that it's an MMO, and ripping apart what a really MMO could be and what this is, I don't classify Elder Scrolls Online, my personal experience, as an MMO. This is an online RPG that I'm playing solo, and I have not once had to group or communicate with anybody to do any of the storyline. That's what I would want. I don't really want to deal with other people when I'm gaming late at night. I just want to sit and relax and you, you run by them and that's, that's it. fine. You can't, you can't talk to them. You see, you know, you see the little chat thing scrolling like a beast on the fucking left-hand side, but that minimizes as long as you don't hit enter the type something and you don't see it and you're not communicating. It's just like, I just see like, honestly, I'm to the point I'm level, uh, I'm not going to say what level I am, but, uh, I'm level 18 and 19 um so i've been playing quite a bit i probably have 20 to 30 hours this weekend clocked in on it maybe 20 um and at this point the people running by me are just you know npcs basically at this point to me right i'm not communicating i'm not contacting them i'm not doing anything that involves them I'm on my own thing. I'm talking to NPCs out in the wild that I'm stumbling across and helping them with quests. I'm collecting things. I'm turning in quests, getting gold, uh, buying a mount. I'm buying, you know, pets, which you don't have in RPGs, uh, which I loved about World of Warcraft when I was in it. You could have custom little pets that followed you around and stuff. And since I was a beta tester, I have a little chimpanzee that I didn't know I even freaking had that makes a cute little chimpanzee sound as he runs around behind me. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah. 
That's funny. So that's what I've been up to, and it's uh, there's going to be a actual article. What is an MMO, and uh, the what is an MMO, and how does it correspond to Elder Scrolls Online? In my personal take, uh, coming to the Bunsmasters.com, then be writing this weekend to explain my reasoning behind why the Elder Scrolls Online is so much more than an MMO if it, if you will let it be. So I am frankly surprised after uh, hearing your opinion on this game. Like, what is it, a year ago? More than that? Yeah, right when it first came out, I thought it was the stupidest thing. So, Next thing I'll know, you'll be playing Minecraft. I don't even know who you are anymore. I know, right? That's funny. Fucking 8-bit blocks. So the funny part about this was, is I contacted Killer Kevy Kev after I got uh-huh. it. And uh, I decided that I wanted to play it. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I'll, I'll run around with you. Um, I'll hang out, you know, every once in a while. And, you know, go do like a two-person dungeon or something with you if you want. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, cool, yeah. And, like, you know, he got it right when he bought it the day it came out. Right. And uh, so I was expecting him to be, like, super high level and stuff. He's paid for it ever since. Oh, and uh And uh, all of a sudden I text him back. I was like, I'm level 18. He's like whoa, 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 like, you're, like, over double mine. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, like, you're way further than me. And I was like, what class did you pick? Because, as I mentioned, you have allies and you have foes that you can and cannot play with. And uh, it just so happens he's one of my foes. So I was like, well, fuck it, you're way too low of a level. Just start over again in mine. So he's going to start over again uh Actually, today, the day that we're recording, he started over as a... Uh, I can't remember what the other two races are in my faction, but I'm a red guard. Um, so he's going to start over in one of my faction uh, species. That would be and, funny if you uh, let him play where he started and you could just grief him by killing him over and over. That would be pretty fucking funny. So You should have done that for a little bit. Yeah, that would have been kind of fun. Um, I, was, I did mention talked to one person that randomly came up to me and started like saying hi to me like right when i first got the game and she was like maxed out really high level she said that once you beat the main Mm storyline that point you can travel and communicate with everybody on all factions so that's kind of cool how they do it like once you beat it like you can work together with other people that's interesting so it's pretty cool um she didn't tell me if you could raid with the other factions or not but i would assume you could she said you could do what would be the point if you couldn't yeah exactly so Anyways, that was pretty cool. Uh, that's what I've been up to. Fucking Rocket League is amazing. And what is really an MMO in my personal I'm take? pretty shocked oh, by that second one. I did not see that one coming. Yeah, so neither did I, honestly. I got it for like 10 bucks and was like, hey, uh, I'll check it out. It's 10 bucks. I kind of remember the storyline being really cool. Did a little bit more research on it and found out that they kind of got away from the actual MMO rating uh you know guilds and the you know they they have the main guilds of elders of the elder scrolls series so there's a thieves guild there's a fighters guild there's a mage guild and those aren't guilds that are ran by players those are guilds that are in the game that you get quests from and stuff like in the actual games that you play like oblivion and morrowind and skyrim um so it's cool how they've done it. it. They've set it up to where you really you choose how you play it, um, and you choose if you want to play a story or if you want to play a MMO. And I'm playing it as a story, and it's fun. So cool. Yeah, that's definitely how I would play it if I. But man, I don't know. I've got Witcher three on my plate. I don't know if I can do that. If you get it, let me know. All right, I will. 
get it get it on your alpha and then we can oh, i can totally run out of alpha i'm not worried about that yeah. so get on your alpha on a green man gaming sale i'm sure it's gonna be like 10 12 bucks again it'll come around again yeah it will and it'd be fun just uh every once in a while just be able to kick a dungeon or just trade something with you mm-hmm. so it'd be cool awesome well that was a surprise for sure yeah, it was a surprise to me too. I bought shit myself when I bought it. So, so you got a lot of gaming done. Uh, I got it. Yeah, I was up at seven o'clock in the morning and at bed at four o'clock. It seems in the like morning we trade off because I did not. <laughs> um, I got home late from uh, work about one a.m. and I I saw on Facebook uh, you guys had your Friday night gaming. I'm like, oh man, that looks like fun. Dude, you should have hit us up. We could have played Rocket League together at one a.m. I thought you guys were done. Like. Yeah, all the, all the, all the messages gaming. were like really old, so I assumed you guys. I was still, I was up playing Elder Scrolls. Well, and I don't know if I can play with you guys on PS4, so there was that. Uh, I've heard that it is crossplay. Hmm. So I'm not sure exactly how I'd find you, but I know that crossplay between PS4 and PC is, if it's not in the work, if it's not uh, available now, it is in the works to be available, and they will be doing it. So yeah, I did play a little bit when I got home, but not the 25 hours you played. Yeah, that game's... I played amazing. maybe, um, I don't know. You played some NBA 2K15, though, for me? No, no, I did not. I played about five matches, Rocket League, oh. so it's at, like, half an hour. Yeah, no, something like that. Nothing to compare to you. I'm not doing these double... I think I'm, like, 36 matches That's in. Crazy. Yeah, I'm not doing these double-boosting jump crazy stuff that you're doing yet. Um, Dude, like, do, like a, like a uh, what the hell do they call it? Bicycle kicks and stuff? Yeah. Like, where you flip your car backwards and hit the ball as it's coming towards you, and you kick it the opposite That's direction? Awesome. Yeah, Q is, like... Q was like coming towards me, like hit it up in the air. I did a bicycle kick and I kicked it back over top of him. He's like, "Oh, what the? What? Like, Damn it, legend!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, "And goal." <laughs> like, well, I don't even know why I'm here anymore. Yeah, so it's fun. This game's amazing. That's cool. I got a taste. Nothing like you did, but I got a taste of Rocket League, and it is a really good game. So if you take one thing away from this episode, uh, check out Rocket League for sure. Yeah, watch the YouTube definitely. videos at least too. Those are some crazy. I've seen. We're gonna have a YouTube video of it. I got a match go. where I think I scored four of Get them or up. three of them in the like final two minutes. Those are some pretty fun uh, things to watch. So my big gaming moment, since I didn't get much time gaming, was um, so you had the most memorable, yes, meaningful. I, gaming uh, this moment. is one of my proud dad moments since I was talking about how I felt like my dad let me down. Um, this weekend, like I said, the sister was off to camp, so it was just me, the wife, and the boy. And um, and the boy, the boy, and uh, we were like, "What are we gonna do?" And like, I know, let's play some Zelda Four Swords, because of course, being a good father as I am, um, I've installed Four Swords on both of my children's DSs. Nice. So we booted up, and there's basically four lands to get through. There's forest, fire, um, ice, and something else. And you get. Brass. No, you get these three keys, and then you unlock the okay. fourth one, which is a flying air castle, and then okay. you beat that boss. Um, and we did that. Is it Ganon in that game? Nope. It's like some uh, sorcerer. That's but of stupid. course, he kidnaps Zelda, because that's what Zelda's there for. Yep. I'm really looking forward to the Legend of Zelda game where Zelda is doing the rescuing. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> like, I'm sick of being captured. Anyway. I said no this time. So yeah, it was epic. We... We beat the final boss, and um, that was cool. But what's awesome is, like like some other Zelda game, or not even Zelda, some other Nintendo games, beating the game isn't the end. Um, you unlock um, a world called Memories, which is the castle um, from the um, uh, 
the uh, Super Nintendo event, Legend of Zelda. Uh, but it's got all different puzzles um, that relate to the play mechanics of um, Four Swords. So that what? was actually really hard. Um, there's a lot more enemies. Yeah, you beat the game and you unlock a special stage. It's awesome. Um, which is totally, you know, like nostalgic because you played it back in the Super Nintendo if you played it. Yeah, but it's no, that's super cool. I didn't know that Zelda ever did a throwback like yeah, that. Yeah, um, I didn't either. That's cool. Um, this was actually the first time I beat Four Swords because it's more of a multiplayer game, and yeah, I played some yeah. levels with the computer, but it's not that fun. Um, so yeah, I uh, got to play with my son, got to introduce him to Zelda, and it's it's cool. Um, when the DS, so so are we gonna have an Ocarina of Time night? I'm just saying, like over at your house, me, you, your son, I'll bring my 64, um, and I have a handheld. With Ocarina of Time, and then he has handheld the Ocarina of Time. We can all sit there and play it all night long with popcorn. I wouldn't rule it out, um, but the cool thing about this was we were both playing at the same time. So well, we can all—that's what I'm saying. We have enough systems; we can <laughs> all play at the same time. All right, you guys have to wait. I haven't got to do this part yet. It'd be different. Um, so yeah, introduce my son to some Zelda. Um, good bonding time. Yeah, that's awesome. It was really cool. Um, so that's really. If cool. I didn't get much time gaming, at least I got to you know. Have have an awesome experience like that with my kids. All my time gaming does not equal that father son moment right there. So, but all this talking is making me thirsty. It is. But before, damn you! Why should they like us and rate us on iTunes? Because you keep erasing that off the timeline, <laughs> and I'm not gonna forget it's it. Funny how that works. Yeah. If you rate us and like us on iTunes, that piece of crap game that you've always made fun of will turn out to be awesome. It will. Con- you won't understand how or why or how this could even be, but if you rate us and like us on iTunes, games that used to be crap will suddenly become magical. Yes. The Legend of Turd will become Legend of Zelda. It'll be magical. Yes, but on- exactly. only if you rate us on iTunes. Nice. All right, so my throat is, like, giving out. Exactly. We it's need a- to drink. We need to drink. So, we'll be right back, guys, after this break. Tasty treats in hand. Wait, wait, wait. Now, before we enjoy our tasty treats, I was thinking during the break, and I was just remembering how much you were trashing Elder Scrolls Online, and I think we need to go like back in the time machine, all the way back to episode two, and I want to hear what you said about Elder Scrolls Online back in the day, before we enjoy our tasty treats. This needs to happen. Elder Scrolls Online, and... My question to you, Kevin, is while you're playing Elder Scrolls after you got your soul back, you go and do you – is there like – you go to a different place every time? Or – because I only, I only played Nord. 
So you go yeah. in and you gotta save as many of the people as possible and you know flee the village. And then I did the you same. Go... I did the same thing and I was playing Argonian, so I went to the same place. Yeah, oh, wow, same place. Okay. Yeah, so we're all in the same place. Okay, so I never saw any other race besides Nort, so that's kind of good to know, I guess. Yeah, um, they, they split them. So nine different classes, they split three, three, three. So it's like got, yeah. Well, I knew that, but hmm. I just uh, I didn't realize that every. I mean that that that's the part that really annoys me is that, like you're starting out the same way, I guess. Uh, no matter which one you start with, but oh I mean, yeah. I see. Uh, you be like in their home world kind of thing, like yeah, I their, just yeah, I just kind of like World of Warcraft where you start off and yeah, you you know you do your training, it's kind of the yeah. same, but then bam, all of a sudden if you're a night elf, you're doing something completely different than a tauren. That's and, true. And the you know the taurens are in the bluffs, and if you're playing a night elf, you're out in the woods, but ah. you might be doing kind of around the same type of stuff, but nothing alike at the same time where i felt that when i kept playing different types of stuff on skyrim elder scroll i'm not skyrim elder scrolls online it was the same thing no matter what i decided that's a to good do. point i didn't even, i don't know how i didn't even think about that now i'm so disappointed <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but but that is a really good point i didn't even think about that I yeah. mean, it just seems like they've kind of, for an MMO, they've really dropped the ball on making each class, you know, different. Make it feel unique. It's just kind of like cut and snip, just put every one size fits all kind of style. That's kind of how I yeah. felt, but I mean, I mean, if it works for you, I mean, I don't know how many hours Sarah played. I played probably... 50 hours to between 50 and 100 hours during the beta wow maybe that's a lot i'm just get. i mean 50 would probably be my guess but maybe 100 i don't know i basically some of the nights i just pulled all-nighters and stuff so i don't really know i can't you really got into it well yeah because i wanted to make an informed decision whether or not i was going to pay the (laughs) 59.99 And the fifty nine ninety nine wasn't even really an option at that point. If I if I'm a beta tester and they offer a premium, a better one, something, I'm buying that if I'm a beta tester. And if I don't buy that one, I'm not getting the game. And I think it was sixty nine ninety nine or seventy nine ninety nine for the premium one. So it was really a decision of did I want to pay almost eighty dollars plus fifteen dollars a month? And it came down to no for me because. And I was really hoping that they would change it. I was hope, really hoping it was just the beta. But mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like it is. I mean, you're no. starting and you're playing the same thing no matter what race, whatever faction you choose. Even though you're supposed to all hate each other and be in different parts of the world, you start out the same way. So, you sound pretty skeptical there. Yeah. That's funny. I just wanted the listeners to remember where you came from on this game. Yeah, that's uh So did the game did the different. game change or did your opinion of it change? I you know, I can't honestly answer that. I played Nord back then. Um I haven't tried playing Nord again. Um I've only played Red Guard. Um obviously from the sounds of it, Seraph, which used to be a part of the Button Smashers, uh which was the Button Smashers blog dot com mm-hmm. back then. Um and you heard a Q on there. Uh, uh so Seraph and I were the ones who beta tested it. 
this is right when it came out. Uh, Q or not Q? Kevin actually bought the game. This is the week that it came out. I love Kevin how you were slowly destroying his dream. So basically, throughout the whole entire podcast, if you guys go back to episode two, we destroyed Kevin. <laughs> I mean, I like, like after that, he paid for the game for like four months and never touched Ugh. it. And uh, so yeah, that was like almost sixty bucks of his that we destroyed in that one episode that he never played worth. Um, but from the sounds of it, what you guys can hear on that one, it's uh, Seraph started off as an Argonian, I believe is what he said, uh, which I don't believe is the same race as the Nord. And it they started off in the same setting as I did. Um, and it doesn't seem to me that I didn't start off in the same setting that I did. Uh, you know, I, I started off in a house. Where I think you, they might all start off in a house. You wake up from a slumber is how it comes, you know, is how you wake out of this nightmare that you're trapped in, uh, which is like your, uh, is like your tutorial grounds. Um, but after that, like where the Red Guard started and how the progression was and everything was completely different um, than how the Nord was um, for me. Now, saying that uh, if I went back to playing Nord, that it wouldn't be the same way and I wouldn't feel the same way about it, I don't know. But I highly doubt that what we experienced in beta was 100% what came to be because, again, I really don't think Argonians and Nords are in the same uh, alliance. And it sounded like in during the beta, everybody kind of had the same start. Cool. Um, so maybe they only had, you know, one pathway carved out hundred percent at that gotcha. point and, uh, they've expanded. Well, I just now, wanted our so. listeners to get the full picture, but I've made you talk long enough. You can have your tasty treat now. Okay, sweet. So I'm going to kick us off with tasty yep, treats, um, model, modello again, um, just cause they're amazing. And I may have bought quite <laughs> a few of them when so I was on modello kick six plug and play podcast brought to you. By, I, I'll try and get something new next time. But there is like twelve left in the fridge, so who knows? Nice. Gold tin. Ah, yeah, that's good. It's still good. So, like Modelo, I've realized is like the new Ninkowski. Whenever I don't have something to fall on, Modelo's there for right, me. So I'm gonna have to have Modelo. I don't remember. I, I probably. Oh, I will bring you a I've Modelo. I probably had one. I just don't remember it because it's been. You probably had a Modelo, uh, Modelo El Negro, which is their dark okay. beer. So. Cool. Well, I am enjoying tonight a backroad vanilla porter. Okay. Um, let's see. Did you say backdoor vanilla porter? <laughs> that would be funny. Back road. Uh, road. Back road. It's a uh, six point seven. It doesn't have IBUs. It probably doesn't have a lot, though, because it's a porter. All right. Are you trying to tell me that all vanilla things live off of back roads? Um, all dark chocolate things do. And it is. All right. So I'm not, I'm not sure if we're be, if we're not hitting racist things or not. So I'm I was thinking say. more poop jokes myself, but uh, okay. the back door. Yeah, well, that's true. All right. Nice frothy head on this one. It's going to give me a beer mustache. Nice frothy head on that back door. <laughs> tastes a lot better than a, a back door. Well, I wouldn't know what a back door tastes like, so uh, <laughs> yeah, 
I'm not really sure where to go with that one. But Every good gamer has an active imagination. You'll not have direct experience. So uh, that's good. Um, that's what those. Uh, that's what that uh, Oculus Rift attachments for, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Oculus porn is going to be such a thing. They already have, uh, what the hell is that site called? RedTube? They already have stuff is, for it. Uh, yeah, they have a virtual <laughs> anus that hooks up to your uh, virtual headset. That's that, just uh, what I've always wanted. I'm like, how can I get an ass right in my face? Yes, yeah, it's a said, big said almost white no one ass. Ever. I'm not sure, not sure why it's white. I mean, it could they could have chosen any racist. color underneath the sun. There should be a yeah. brown. And why are we talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> let's kick it. Well, yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, you kick us. All off. right. So, oh man, this isn't gonna really help. Um, mine is called the batterizer. Yeah. So, um. That that's what goes into your redtube.com uh, well, backdoor did port. Did you uh, record the audio for this one? Yeah, I did. Why don't you go ahead and roll that? Yeah. Did you know that a significant number of dead batteries you throw away had only used roughly 20% of their battery life? What if you could That's instantly tap form. into the other 80% that is still trapped inside? Tap now you it. can with Batterizer. Batterizer is a reusable stainless steel sleeve that slips over your new or used batteries and taps into the 80% <laughs> that is usually thrown away. When your batteries are running out of juice, just slip the Batterizer micro-thin sleeve over your low or dead battery. Back into your device and see your power level jump from low to 100% instantly. The idea of Batterizer was to come up with a way of squeezing all the juice out of the battery before you throw it away. We tested the Batterizer in our lab and we confirmed that the Batterizer taps into that 80% energy that is usually thrown away. What is most impressive about Batterizer, aside from its performance, is the fact that this technology would have not been available a few years ago. It is now only by pushing the edge of technology in industrial design, mechanical design, and electrical design that we've been able to achieve such miniaturization. For too long, alkaline batteries have largely been unchanged in either their construction or their delivery of satisfaction. Batterizer changes all that. The average household has over 25 different battery-powered devices, and Batterizer is designed to instantly extend their battery life. Batterizers can pay for themselves, and it's reusable time and time again. Every year, over 15 billion batteries end up in a landfill. If you stack them on top of one another, you reach to the moon, you wrap around the moon two times, you come back to Earth. I have not seen anything that I'm as excited about is this product. I really need your help in order to get this into mass production and get this innovative breakthrough technology in everybody's hands. keeps killing his batteries. Now, hold up. I want to see a fucking image of all these batteries wrapped around the moon twice and back to Earth. I'm just saying, if you do that, I will buy a batterizer. If you stack all these damn batteries you're claiming are out there, yeah, I... and it wraps around the moon... I will be very impressed. I will buy a batterizer. So I'm not sure how the technology works, but you slip this little thing over your battery and it, it supposedly lets you draw more juice out of it so you, you get more out of your batteries before you throw them away or stack them to the moon or whatever the hell you do with them. Um, this Does it does it charge it through the back door? It doesn't actually charge anything. It just makes the juice inside more squeezable. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze the juice out of it is my favorite line in that, that promo. Um, so this is on Indiegogo. It's already funded, so you can kind of choose what bundle you want. You can get the big bundle <laughs> for $80 and get 
four uh, four packs of double A and four four packs of triple A. Um, just for twenty dollars. How do they use triple A for anymore? What the fuck? Uh, remotes, maybe I don't know. I mean, I use uh, some. Um, twenty dollars gets you four triple uh, A's and. What about C size and D size? Um, what do you use those for? They they do have those actually at thirty five dollars. Boom boxes while you're walking down the street. <laughs> nobody uses boom boxes anymore. Hey, hey, I'm not a nobody. I haven't seen you with a boom box. Anyway, that's oh, the batterizer. Uh, best best promo so. ever. Um, it's uh, got twenty eight days left. If you want to get in on it, um, it's on Indiegogo. Not kicks. You want to get in on it. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, what is your kick it <laughs> alright so I got carbon six rings guys and rings, uh, before I go any further what yeah <laughs> huh? <laughs> so uh, six rings carbon uh, is a kickstarter campaign and I'm going to go ahead and roll the audio John Paul. I'm uh, one of the designers here at Carbon Six Rings. Uh, my wife Claire and I have been married for about five years. Uh, over that time, uh, I've gone through a lot of wedding rings. Uh, some of them have been uncomfortable, uh, are damaged, uh, they would get lost, I'd, I'd lose them, or they just didn't work with the kind of uh, work that I do. Uh, and, I, and so I started thinking about what I wanted in a band, and I decided that I wanted something that was meaningful and and would work for my life. And so I started looking at the materials that, uh, that I used and that I was learning about. Um, and I found that carbon fiber had properties that represented a lot of the things I believed were common in my marriage and in my life. Uh, the strength of it, the idea of two things coming together to make something that was durable and strong, stronger than the two things could have been separately. And I looked into uh, some of the current research has been done in aerospace and they're using a forging method that allows for three-dimensional shapes to be made out of the, the carbon fibers and the resin. And we wanted to go ahead and make the rings out of the forged carbon process. It hasn't been easy. It's a proprietary process that they don't tell you how it's done. So uh, we've had to do a lot of research and we've made hundreds of prototypes to get the right uh, pattern and strength that we feel is strong, unique, and meaningful. And I feel like we've done that. We're Carbon 6, and we hope these rings will be as meaningful to you as they are to us. So now Carbon 6 rings are already a thing, and they're already on the market. Um, they're going for like 205 bucks a piece, which, if you know Tim, uh, wedding rings, um, they're... That's not no. a bad price. Um, the thing that makes the one on Kickstarter so special is the Carbon 6 Forged Carbon Fiber Glow mm -hmm. Rings. And These are rings that go on your finger, just to clarify. Yeah, on, on your finger they glow. Um, I mean, I guess, if... Never mind. Um, anyways, uh, so these have a luminate luminescent insert on the inside mm. of them that will glow uv bulb for an intense glow that is rechargeable for 10 years it recharges off of natural sunlight or a uv bulb uh so 
they're going for the cheapest one right now um, with the luminescent insert is $85. Um, and that one normally is going to be retailing at $205. Uh, or if you just wanted a carbon black carbon fiber uh, or carbon ring, you could get it at $55. Or if you wanted a, sil a uh, pa -pa 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 silver inlay instead of a glow, that goes for $75. So um, they're pretty cool looking rings. It kind of reminds me of my wedding ring, and I kind of understand where this guy's coming from. I have a black uh, metal ring. Um, I can't remember what it's made of, but uh, the jeweler I was told, that told me that it uh, would not tarnish over time. And apparently with the sanding and stuff that I do on my job, I have definitely worn parts of the ring out. Um, so I can understand where I've only been married for five, four years. And uh, mine's already starting to kind of wear a little. I mean, wearing to a point where I can, I notice it. You can't notice it from afar, but I notice it when I look at it. Um, so I understand him wanting to get, you know, a new ring every once in a while because... I'm assuming eight years from now, mine's going to be completely destroyed. Um, you've been married longer than me. Have you ever replaced your wedding uh, ring? No, but it did break um, once, actually. I had to get it reforged. Okay. So it does happen, yeah. yeah I have a does. lifetime so, warranty, fortunately. So, but so I, do I. I, I paid so for I, it. I bought mine. Yeah. Well, I have a, my uncle is a jeweler, so I got a lucky inside discount on it. So um, Luckily, I can just take mine and get mine fixed whenever. I uh, actually funny story when we were doing my kitchen i forgot to take my ring off when i grout i grouted mm -hmm. everything and i let the grout oh, harden no. and my ring became a big solid concrete uh. brick and he was able to chip it all out and it actually turned out pretty nice i'm thinking that's where a lot of the damage yeah. came from yeah. um so but he cleaned it up it looked i mean it looks not it never looked 100 percent brand new after that again but it looked pretty good um and it's taken a moving saw blade to it um, wow. so then it's got a couple nicks on it from that, but I mean, it's still, better, you know, better that just than your finger. Yeah. Well, it, it did take my finger too, but wow. we're good. Um, anyways, so that is my kick in for the week. Um, that moves us on down to our next thing, which is gaming news for the week. And it looks like Tim's got some pretty sweet ones. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So about 75% of Oya oh, yeah, backed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Whatever. Backed in. Ooh, indie yeah. developers are still owed money. See, um, Ouya had this indie program where they would match funds raised on Kickstarter um, up to $50,000, I think. But Ouya ran into problems, and basically they didn't pay 75% of these indie developers the money that they were promised. Um, Wait, Ouya didn't have the money to pay nope. the people? And, um, but there's good news to the story. Ouya has been bought out by Razer. Um, the uh, mouse and other peripheral company. And Razer has promised to pay these developers. Um, it's quite a bit of money. Um, let me see if I can see that really quick, how much it is. It was... While you're looking mm -hmm. it up, another funny revelation to this story that I know that I don't know if it's in the article or the place where you mm -hmm. heard this from, um, but Razer is actually planning to scrap the console... And is going to be turning it into like a media box sort of thing, and using the software uh, interface, I believe it is. So kind of, 
over in Japan so only. Kind of like a Chromecast so, sort of deal, or so, uh, you know, they weren't extremely specific on that side of it. But I know that whatever the OEA is going to turn oh, yeah. into is basically only going to be available overseas, from what I'm hearing right now. So uh, six hundred thousand dollars is the money we're talking about. But Razer, which is nothing compared to what they backed, they got like ten million or something on Kickstarter, didn't they? Yeah, but they spent it all. Like oh yeah, it went broke. So I'm at, oh yeah is a, oh yes, no. I still have I have some good games on that system, and I'm still waiting for that Dragon Cancer because that has to come out first on oh yeah before it comes out on Steam. Does it have well, to? Tim? We'll see. Does we'll it see. Have to? It'll probably come out like the day after. The thing with Dragon Cancer though is like. Man, that game is taking forever. Well, yeah. I mean, his kid died. What do you want? <laughs> his kid, I, All right. Way to make me sound <laughs> like a dick, thanks. I, I, it's what I'm here for. Yeah, I, I'll give that guy a pass for... So your kid died. What the fuck's the problem, man? Come on. You should be ramping up speed. You got nothing else right. to do now. Okay. Uh, All right, I'm an <laughs> asshole. I get it. That's moving on. I, there's no way to dig myself Zach out of that an one. Asshole. So you guys read the next story. <laughs> Episode... Episode 52, Zach just went up the back door. <laughs> All right, so I get to read the next mm-hmm. one, huh? Because you're now. So, apparently, Windows 10 had this fucking great idea to bundle with a fucking Windows 10 edition of Mojang or Mojang or Mo Suck My Dicks <laughs> copy of Minecraft. And, uh, yeah, so... Apparently, Mojang revealed the process of obtaining the Windows 10 Edition beta is quite simple. Once it's released, all you're going to have to do is log into your Mojang, Mojang, Medang, Dong website and click the redeem button, which then will prompt you to sign into your Microsoft account and you can claim your free copy. What I want to know is what the hell is the difference between Windows 10 Edition and just the regular freaking game? Are they going to limit this like they do the Android and iOS application? Swipe left to harvest minerals. So, I guess it's cool because Windows is actually taking this huge, iconic game that millions and millions of people play that for some reason I just never could get on board with. But that's their problem, not mine. Um, And is updating their pre-installed, not pre-installed, but pre-available games. It's always been like Chess, Checkers, uh, Solitaire, uh, Minesweeper, Minesweeper, um, and a few other games. Uh, And now they're adding in some of these uh, 21st century games that gamers nowadays are already playing. And somehow they've stroke up a deal uh, with Mojang to... Didn't didn't Microsoft uh, buy Minecraft? Isn't that why he retired? Oh, that's true. You're right. Microsoft did acquire so Minecraft. Might as well. Um, yeah, so they're going to be including it on their PCs. Um, I'm not exactly positive what the difference between the Windows 10 edition and the full retail They'll game is. They'll have 72 pixels instead of 54. <laughs> oh, got you. Okay. I thought it was 8-bit right oh, now. This is a whole new level. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, keeping on with that, uh, Windows 10 is coming out tomorrow, which is the 29th. We're recording on the 28th. It's going to be a free upgrade for Windows 7 and 8 users. All you have to do is click on the little icon, the Windows icon that has appeared in the taskbar at the bottom right to get a early, uh, get into it early. Should, should we wait till midnight? Um, should, we, should we, yeah, we should Sweet. wait till midnight. 
Yes, awesome. Um, so yeah, and uh, those who don't own Minecraft on PC or Mac can buy the Windows 10 edition at a discounted price of $10 during the beta. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, it's cool. Good job on Microsoft for adding a game that a ton of besides people Zach. today are playing, um, besides me. Um, that's pretty cool because, you know, when Microsoft first came out, a lot of people were playing card games and stuff. Um, and that was widely so, popular. So Zach, are, are you going to play the Telltale Minecraft game? Let's not talk about <laughs> that, dude. <laughs> now Tim's, now Tim's an asshole. Yeah, now Tim's an asshole. Uh, let's just not talk about that. I, I still am undecided. <laughs> I'm still very undecided. I, I don't can't know how to wait till the day that we trick Zach into playing Minecraft. It's gonna be awesome. It's oh, gonna be awesome. God. Yeah. All right. So that's Minecraft in Windows 10. Awesome, crazy news for everybody else besides Zach. The thing I am extremely excited to announce to you guys is that uh, which we've already announced. Tim and I both have the Pit Boy edition for Fallout mm-hmm. Four. He has it for the PS4. I have it for the PC. Bethesda today released a press announcement saying that they are 100% out of Pip-Boys and there is no way they can make more of them and they do not plan on ever making them again. So if you don't have a reservation or if you don't buy it off of eBay or Amazon um, after it goes on sale, you like buying it from somebody else. As of right now, Bethesda is stating that they are 100% out. 100% out, and they have no materials or any way to acquire the materials to make any more Pip-Boys. I'm excited to say that this is a truly limited yes. edition if they never bring yes. this out again. And something that's never been done before, because 9 times out of 10, you can always wait a year or two, and they'll re-release it or re-release something better. But there's no way for them to make anything. They don't have the materials, they don't have the the possibility of doing it. I don't know if it was a uh, corporate thing where they said we're making this many and that's it. This is truly limited. Or if they found that uh, it was just too expensive at the price point. I'm assuming it was too expensive expensive at the price point for all the parts and the time they put into making them to where right now they're probably biting the cost on it and praying that majority of people will buy the standard edition and make up for it, and they'll end up turning a profit in the long run. Is it what All I'm I know thinking? is I've got my pit boy. I got my pit boy. I'm going to wear that to the bar with me. Yep. Cool I'm going to be like, pull up the VAT system and be like, you have 0% chance to tap that. Damn it! <laughs> All right. Moving on. Next girl. 0%. Yeah. God damn it! I need some freaking cheat codes in this thing. So, uh, yeah. And on other Bethesda news, Fallout news, Fallout Shelter is still not on Android. It's coming, though, isn't it? What the fuck, isn't Bethesda? What the fuck? Was there a release date yet? No, ah. not that I know of. What the fuck? It's on iOS the day that they fucking announced it. What the fuck, my Bethesda? My daughter can play it on her iPad, and I can't play it on my phone. That's not fair. She giggles every time. It'll... I can't play it on my S6 because it's not a freaking Android. Someday. <laughs> Probably after Fallout 4 comes out. Right? That'd be like the one-year anniversary gift to Android. And here is Fallout Shelter. Play it on your Pip-Boy. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be pretty cool. So, yeah. I can control my shelter from my Pip-Boy. That's pretty awesome, actually. I'd wait for that. Exactly, see? All right, guys. So, unless you have something else, Tim, uh, do we have a question for these guys? 
Oh, man. Um, how about we go back to our, our special segment? What was your formative um, moment in video gaming? Or if you can word it better than that. <laughs> okay. How, how uh, did you phrase it? What was your most iconic video game of your childhood? Or mo- most yes. memorable? Most memorable video game of your childhood. So that's going to be this week's question, guys. What is your most memorable video game of your childhood? Wait. All right. So that wraps up episode 52 of the Plug and Play podcast. Don't forget to head over to facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Check us out on Twitter at plug underscore and underscore play underscore and over on YouTube. We're going to be having that Rocket League video up there here pretty soon. I'm going to be uploading a shit ton of stuff uh, that I've been doing. Um, I'll probably even upload some of the uh, storyline of uh, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Tamriel Unlimited. Um, Along with that, if you guys are interested in which you should be, head over to TheButtonSmashers.com because wait for it. Wait for it. I can finally announce it. Tim and I created a brand new logo for the website, and it is officially live on the website. Sorry. Hold on one second. Beer drink. All right, the logo is officially live over on the website, guys, and is at the top left-hand side of the screen. You guys can check to see the logo that Tim and I came up with. The letter in the word that is different colors than the rest of it, which I'm not going to spoil. You guys have to head over to thebuttonsmashers.com to check it out, is what Tim and I came up with. And the rest of it got built out around it uh, by one of our amazing graphics people named Raven. Um, so yeah, head over there, check it out. While you're on the site, check out some of the articles. Tim's got some pretty sweet ones going up. I've got two of them coming out this week. A first look at first impressions at Rocket League and the explaining why Elder Scrolls Online is not just an MMO if you will let it be something that more. I will read. And I'm extremely excited. That's going to be a long, lengthy one because I'm going to have a lot of critics on it. I am positive. I, I'm already but I'm gonna writing make sure an angry I, comment. You haven't even finished your article. That's fine. Go for it. I will kick ass and chew <laughs> bubblegum, and I'm all right out of then. bubblegum. And, uh, yeah, we also have some other podcasts kicking on over there. Uh, head over to the site and check out the Button Smashers podcast. I think it's episode 96 where Q talks about his experience with Rocket League. It's very entertaining to hear the other side of the story, um, which is pretty much a side of mine. I actually got my side of the story from listening to Q. Um, it's just my take on what he said. Um, and Roger, of course, he's a funny guy over there. And we also have this Snowflake Twins, uh, Hopelessly Animanic, which is, uh, like Animaniacs, uh, if you remember that back in the childhood days, it's nothing like that, but I always make fun of them. Um, that's hosted by Q himself and Kiki, which is one of the hosts of the Snowflake Twins. And as always... There's Jess in her wonderful podcast, The Gaming Goddess Podcast, which can also be found on YouTube. I have watched some of hers, and they're a little bit more entertaining to watch because it's fun to see her interaction with her guests. Um, But you can also find her on iTunes now. So, guys, before I have to take another drink of my beer, it's that time of this episode. Don't forget to prime and shine.